What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, it's Kayla Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. But don't go asking questions that you don't want answers to. I've got too much to say, now tell it all to you, yeah. Okay, so I'm still in Los Angeles. I'm having a wonderful fucking time. My boyfriend Sam just met me out here, and we started our trip by accidentally getting too drunk at a um, really fucking cool show that my friends um, Dave Yaden and... Um, Jacob Luttrell do. It was just David, but it's like this really cool night. It's like a lot of improv musicianship and, um, Jacob has Grammys. They're some of the best musicians I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I had a little bit too much fun. And so Sam and I had a horrible hangover yesterday when we were uh, writing, but we had a really, really good time. Um, it was such a fucking blast and like, yeah, just couldn't have been happier. Um, I'm writing a lot of great stuff. I'm really excited. I spent most of the past week like writing for other people, but I'm about to dive into writing some stuff for my project. I wrote a duet with my friend Callie Rohde, and um, hopefully we get to do that one together. That'd be super fun. But moral of the story, I'm still exactly as happy as I was on the Zen AF episode last week and um, just feeling absolutely wonderful. So that being said, let's get mad about something from the past because I'm feeling so good right now. Um, let's talk about purity culture. So for those of you who've listened um, to the podcast before, I talk a lot about how I grew up in the church, borderline fundamentalist Christian, which fundamentalism is, is really like, it's just bad energy. And it's like, if you see people wearing like the long denim skirts and like, they're not allowed to have cell phones, like that's um, pretty much fundamentalist Christian. Um, and I, let's the, the exact deck, uh, <laughs> the exact definition of Christian fundamentalism is, um, Movement emphasizing biblical literalism. Um, it's um, such as like, it's very, it's very conservative and maybe not even like necessarily. So it's a lot of like gay people are going to hell, abortion is murder, um, all of these different things. And I just, I think that it kind of gets to the alt-right very quickly. Um, so the, the school that I grew up in, like I learned things like, 
the slaves are actually really happy because um, they got to worship the Lord and they went from their sinful religions in Africa to being children of God. And like, that's so problematic. Um, So there was like a lot of racist stuff that like I didn't even realize was racist until I left the school. And I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? They also said dinosaurs walked the earth with humans and that they were alive up until... 4,000 years ago because creationism says that the world was, is only 10,000 years old. And like, honestly, I don't think that evolution and creationism are like, can't go together. Like, even if you think that like God created the world and like, I don't know how the world got created. I think the big bang makes sense. But I also think that like some stuff is so like perfectly created. It feels like somebody put some extra special magic dust on it. Um, but like, so why did, why can't like, why couldn't have God started this ball rolling and like made a creation that would evolve itself? That feels like pretty fucking smart. It's like, if you are the CEO of a company, you eventually want to create such a great system that the company runs itself and you only have to be involved in much larger issues. And to me, that makes sense. So, um, but all of that aside, I think that the, one of the worst and most personally damaging things I learned was purity culture. Um, I was like, I'm like about the same age as like the Jonas Brothers and Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato and all of them had fucking purity rings. And that was like a huge conversation point within 2000s Disney was like, they all had purity rings. And I remember like seeing like an interview where Miley Cyrus was like, modest is hottest. And like, and poor fucking thing, because like, obviously she doesn't have those opinions now. And like, is a very like free woman, but I mean, And I worked for Disney and I I love Disney, but I mean, there was a lot of toxic stuff happening there back then. And even just like the culture, like maybe not even having to do with the company, but just having to do with being a famous kid. And um, it's what I don't think that this particular type of Christian understands is like talking about not having sex all the time is still a way of being obsessed with sex. And like, I just remember having to listen to like these sermons, like as a kid where like grown ass adults were talking about like porn addiction and all of this stuff. And like, I hadn't even like seen porn yet. (laughs) Like, um, and so I was like, I don't even know what we're talking about. And then like, but I I wonder how many boys in my youth group heard that sermon and then like Googled porn, you know, like, I don't think they understand that all this talk about not doing it was and like I went to a school where we had an abstinence only sex education which makes zero fucking sense to me um a lot of the girls in my class like a lot of them went on to become uh teen parents um and just like have like really horrible unsafe sexual experiences because they had no idea how to do it safely they had no idea like the level of respect that a a partner is supposed to have for you if you're going to be intimate with them like they had no idea like what they're like what their rights were like, you know, like that you could go get birth control, that you could like, you know, ask a guy to use a condom that you could ask him to like respect you. And like, it also just like, it's just so fucking like, I wasn't allowed to get Gardasil, which is the HPV vaccine. Um, not because my mom's an anti-vaxxer, but because she thought it was going to make me have sex. So I had every other vaccine except for that one. Thankfully, for those of you who are in a similar position, you can get that like up until your mid twenties and like it can still be incredibly effective because like HPV is very real and leads to cervical cancer. And it's also like, I think something like 80% of people have it. So 
it's like just fucking happens if you've ever had like sex and whatever. Um, but so like, why wouldn't you want your daughter to be like safe like that? I don't get it. It's really messed up. And, um, like definitely wasn't taught anything about birth control. Um, they were like very, everyone was very, very anti-birth control, not in the sense that they thought it was like abortion because there are some like sex of Christianity, sext, sex, S-E-C-T-S, sex of Christianity um, and Catholicism that think that like birth control is murder. And so it wasn't that. It was just like they didn't want to do anything that would encourage kids to have sex. But the truth is like people are going to have sex. Like it is quite literally like the deepest human instinct for most people, um, excluding like, you know, asexual people and all that. But like it is such a deep human instinct to, to procreate. And like, even if we don't think we're like wanting to procreate, it's like you have this drive instilled in you to like keep the human race alive by banging. Like (laughs) it's pretty simple. And so like, it's like asking somebody to like, not like ever eat a food that they crave and like only eat like lettuce. And maybe somebody could do that with some supplemental vitamins and that's fine. But like just resisting that urge, like, and that's so much to ask, like, young people to do as well because like you get these like massive hormonal changes and like i think that it's really 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 smart to teach your kids to like wait for the right person and that that right person doesn't necessarily have to be your spouse and it doesn't have to be after you got married this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity For yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like, I 
waited um, to have sex till I was 18 and I'm really happy with that decision. It still wasn't like the most amazing experience, but I also like, I know like maybe two girls who had like a lovely first time, <laughs> like two people. Um, and so, you know, it's just awkward. Everybody's bumbling around like, you know, you know, anyways, I don't need to get too far into that, but I waited and I'm really glad. But like, I mean, I definitely like did other stuff before then. And um, I found a journal entry from when I was 16 and holy shit, guys, I don't have my journal with me in LA or else I'd read it to you, but it is so fucked up. So basically like I'm going to use real names because I just don't care enough to make fake ones up right now. But I had a boyfriend that I went to school with and his name is Brandon. And I went to church camp and there was like this whole sermon series on like not dating people who weren't Christian. And there's a verse in the Bible that says, don't be unequally yoked, which is like two cows or bulls or something like what's the other word? I don't know. Some, some sort of like bovine creature and they're uh, oxen. That's what I'm looking for. Oxen. So they're pulling a cart and one of them is like a lot less strong than the other. So they just go in circles and it's like, uh, interesting analogy paints a good picture, probably not too applicable in this situation. Um, and so like if the, the non-Christian would be the person who was like less strong and like just would, would drag you around in circles because you couldn't, like move forward together. And I don't even know if that's really what that verse means, but given that fundamentalist Christianity is very, very, um, it's very literal. Like it's all about interpreting the Bible literally. And that's where a lot of the gay people are going to hell thing. And, um, I mean, I could do an entire episode on that, but a lot of those verses were talking about, um, like the Sodom and Gomorrah one, like they were referring to pedophilia, not gay sex. And they were also referring to like, um, don't have this particular kind of sex because it's unclean and you will get a disease and die. Like it wasn't like, don't do it cause it's morally wrong, but like do it so you don't die because like there was people didn't take showers back then. And like, uh, also don't need to go too far down that one, but like use your imagination, Google it. Let's leave it there. But so like, but they would take it so literally and it's like, let's kill gay people. And like, fuck. Ah, crazy shit. Um, but so I had this high school boyfriend, Brandon, and then because of all of this, like thinking I was unequally yoked and like having a crisis, I broke up with him. I like snuck my phone into camp because you weren't supposed to. And I like texted him and broke up with him and started like talking to this guy at camp named John. And he was like really Christian, like capital G godly, like always like the one with his hand raised when like, you know, when we were worshiping and just getting into it. And I like, it was really cute. And I was like, oh, this is the kind of guy I should be with. And like really got that in my head that I needed to be with somebody Christian. So like I, one day we like went off into the woods at camp and like I kissed him. I didn't know it was his first kiss. So that's very scary. And so then he had like a crisis of faith because he thought that he'd done something wrong by not saving his first kiss for marriage, which is like, oh my God. And then, um, I just, I got kind of weirded out by it. Cause he said a couple of things that I considered problematic and whatever. So I went back to school like a couple of weeks later and John and I never dated and, but I got back together with Brandon and we dated again. Then him and I broke up and I like kind of went through like a little bit of a hoe phase, but like definitely like lowercase H because like I wasn't really having sex or anything. I just was like, you know, like 16 year old hoe phase. Um, nothing I could get pregnant from. <laughs> and, um, I really started to feel guilty about that. And so the next year at camp, I had, dated and broken up with Brandon, gone through some really like bad times with guys because I was like 
really just like not feeling good about myself and like was really sad about that breakup, like really sad, wrote so many songs about it. Um, and so I saw John there and these journal entries are like, oh my God, they're, they're so crazy. So I'm like talking about it and I'm like, you know, I've really just like stopped respecting myself and like my self-worth is like absolutely in the gutter. And like, I'm really worried that like, I know that I'm impure and I'm having impure thoughts and like, I don't want to be broken for my husband. And like, I just feel like I'm like, I'm 16. Like who the fuck is thinking about their husband? Like, ugh. And like, I'm in a long-term relationship with somebody I think I'm going to marry. And I still don't think about my husband calm the fuck down. Right. And so there was like a journal entry where I was talking to John with a bunch of people. And like, I was like, I really think like I should be with somebody like him. And I think I've like really messed up. And I was like, and like at, um, at the fire tonight, like John was like joking around with everybody and he called me a whore and like, he's completely right. Like he's totally right. And like, I just feel like I should be with somebody like him because he's so much nicer to me. And so godly, this man called me a whore, this boy called me a whore in front of like our, all our friends. And I was just like, you're right. Cause I like have given a hand job before. You're right. You're so right, John. I should be with you. And like, that's so fucked up. And I was reading this back and I was like, holy shit. But I had been taught things like there's all these analogies. Like there's this one, like, okay, like let's say you're having a birthday party and somebody makes a chocolate cake and somebody goes in before the celebration and they eat a piece of the cake. And then you bring the cake out to everybody and they're like, well, what the fuck? Like it's missed, like the birthday person. They're like, well, it's missing a piece of the cake. And it's like, oh, well I ate, I let somebody eat part of it earlier. And then it's like the value of the cake goes down. And like, I would agree with that on the topic of cake. Um, it's kind of rude to like eat somebody's birthday cake beforehand, but it just doesn't fucking apply to like virginity and virginity is a fucking construct anyways. Like, and if you're like, if you're gay, like what, what constitutes losing your virginity then? Like, you know, I, I remember putting that in the, like <laughs> the questions box when I finally took sex ed and I was just like, what is losing your gay virginity? And the teacher read it and was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, so it's like, if that's not proof that it's a construct, I don't know what it is. So there's like a pl plenty of lesbians walking around who are technically virgins by like the fucking social construct aspect of it. And that's just, stupid. So, um, but so I was like taught the thing about like the chocolate cake. And then there was this whole thing where a teacher would give you a bandaid and you pass it around and everybody would stick it on their arm. And then by the end of it, she'd try to take another bandaid and stick it to the bandaid and it wouldn't stick. And it would be like, you'll never make an actual connection with your husband if you've had sex with other people before. But the, the non-sticky bandaid was always a woman always. And they were like only using women in references for this. And like, it's just so fucked up and we're like so young. And so of course I like started to like hate myself and there was just all this guilt, but, um, and that, uh, chocolate cake thing is from a book by Sarah Malley called before you meet Prince Charming. And then there's another book by Stephen Arterburn called every young woman's battle, like very dramatic. Um, I would say that my battle against sexuality is probably like the least of my concerns in high school, but sure. Um, it's, he warned female readers that every time a man has sex with a woman, he takes a piece of her soul. Like, let's be honest. These 17 year old boys are not fucking any woman nearly well enough to take a piece of her soul. Absolutely not. <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But, like, we were taught that. And, like, it was so, so fucking problematic. And, like, I'm really proud of myself that I was able to find my way out of that. I mean, my, I'm my mom's best friend's daughter saved her first kiss for her wedding day. So, like, I, and, like, I've dated people who were really hot and really bad kissers. And I liked them. But, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. You don't, you don't know. You, I think, mm, at, like, to some extent, like, and also, like, if you want to save yourself for marriage, I absolutely respect that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. Just nobody should tell you you have to. That's, that's my issue. So it's like, to some extent, like, you, you kind of want to, like, take it for a test drive before you fucking buy the car in cash up front. And, like, I just, oh, my God. Like, and you only lose money. Cars depreciate in value. Women don't. Cars do. And so, like, if, if you get divorced, you're going to lose a lot of money. Either way, I think that's better than the chocolate cake analogy, but just me. And, yeah, it just, like, it was just, and ew, there was so much pressure. Like, it was never the girl's idea. And, and this story is kind of hard to tell, but I'm going to kind of end on this just so you can think about it. And I also might do a part two of this episode because I really want to go back and find my journals and read them to you because they're, like, super fucked up. Um, but... I had, I knew somebody, trying to keep this as ambiguous as possible because it's a very sensitive story. Um, Okay, so also here's a quick trigger warning like that we're going to talk about sexual assault um, really fast. So if you need to tap out of the episode, you kind of got the point. Um, I'll see you next week. Totally up to you. But um, there is a girl that I knew who got pregnant um, when we were 16. She had a purity ring was in church, um, and she got pregnant. She's a white girl who got pregnant by a black guy. 
and um, I had no, I'd only heard about it from my mom and like what people had been saying. And like, I heard like secondhand. And um, so, but the, the story was, cause she was pregnant. They wouldn't let her have an abortion. So they made this 16 year old fucking girl have a baby. And um, although, I mean, like being 16 and having an abortion would be really traumatic too. There's like, there's no win there. That's why you get them on birth control. So you never put a girl in that position because they're too young to have a kid and they're too young to like have an abortion against their own will, you know? So, uh, I mean, they're not, but you understand what I'm saying. Like this, the problem is not the choices you make for yourself. The problem is the choices that people guilt you into making and that they make for you. And so like, you know, that's a huge deal and every woman should be able to choose for her fucking self. So anyways, all that being said, she kept the baby and the story that was being told was that she was raped by a black guy. And I think that that trope was leaned into, um, which is very racist and not okay. Um, and I remember hanging out with her and her baby after all this happened. And like, I'd never heard it from her perspective because it was just very hush hush. You were just like, okay, just, you know, she's pregnant, accept it. And, um, I was like, talk, talking to her about it. And she was like texting the guy. And I was like, why are you texting him? If he raped you, she's like, oh, well, I mean, like he didn't, like I was in love with him and I still am. And I was like, oh my fucking God. And it was like such like such an easy fucking story to tell. Like, be like, oh my God, my daughter got raped by a black guy. And like, everybody just went along with it. And that's like so fucked up. And like the fact that like, I thought that this guy was a total horrible piece of shit. And like, she was in love with him and A wasn't allowed to be with him. That the child was kept away from his father. And like, it just got to be the narrative. And it's really sad. She's doing really well now. Um, and like, yeah, I just, I mean, I just can't believe that that's, those are the whispers that were going around church and like just so, so much. I mean, I really hope she's healed from that cause it's really fucking hard. Um, and yeah, just, oh my God. So those are like, that's the situation you wind up in is like situations like that. Like, it's not just like a, like a low stakes, like, Oh, I'll get a purity ring, whatever. And they have these like purity ceremonies where like fathers, take their daughters in a circle and like they're all wearing white and they all pledge that they won't have sex till they're married. And it's like, I'm so sorry. Your daughter's nine years old. Like that's fucking creepy. That's fucking creepy. And that's like, my point is like, you wouldn't be talking about having sex with a nine year old. So why are you talking about not having sex? Because either way you're talking about sex. And one of my favorite answers to the purity ring question during the big Disney purity ring era was Taylor Swift. It was either her van her first Vanity Fair cover or her first Rolling Stone cover. And they were like, so like, you know, everybody's like wearing purity rings. Like, where do you fall on that spectrum? And she was like, well, I just like, you know, I don't, I don't really like to talk about if I have sex or if I don't, because either way people will picture me naked. And I'm like, that's the point, Taylor Swift. Fuck yeah, girl. Like that makes sense. You know, it's like, well, if you're talking about not having sex, you're still talking about sex. Like, and it's just like this fucking obsession. I saw this thing on TikTok where this, um, pastor like this girl was talking about her pastor like having a whole sermon about how he was addicted to child porn and he had to overcome that and blah 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 and it's like and they just that was just like oh my god he's so brave for sharing his sins with us it's like no that person's a fucking pedophile and he's talking about it in front of children so detailed like it's just it's absolutely insane so that's how i really feel about this and again i'll probably do a part two of this and um but thank you guys for listening uh 
kind of a difficult topic. Uh, if you guys want to share your stories with me, like regarding this, like for the part two, like, I don't know if any of you guys have personal experiences. I'm assuming many of you do. Um, but you can, uh, drop me a message on Twitter. That's the best way to reach me. Um, drop me a DM on there. And also the link for my discord, uh, is in the, um, description of this. I've been having a lot of fun on there, like chatting with you guys. So join my discord and, uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much. I'm Kaylee Shore and this is too much to say. Don't go asking questions that you don't want answers to. I've got too much to say. Now tell it all to you. Yeah. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.